I was in a coma for six weeks while the doctors told my wife I was going to die. When I woke up, she told me the most fantastic story. My team kept running the business without me. Freelancers reached out to my team and said, we will do whatever it takes as long as Craig's in the hospital. I consider that the greatest accomplishment in my career. My name is Craig Andrews, and this is the Leaders and Legacies podcast, where we talk to leaders creating an impact beyond themselves. At the end of today's interview, I'll tell you how you can be the next leader featured on this show. Okay, today I have an exciting conversation with Julia Huang. We've been talking in the green room. I've got so many questions that I've decided to wait to get her on because she's dropped some bombs I'm really intrigued by. Julia is the founder and CEO of Intertrend Communications. She brings more than 35 years of experience as a leading voice in Asian culture, both as a leader of her own creative agency, as the founder of numerous entrepreneurial ventures, and as the promoter of a cultural and artistic events and initiatives, as a speaker and recognized voice in the communications industry, and as a committed contributor to numerous nonprofit associations. Julia, welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, I, you know, I thought I knew where to start and you just kept dropping bombs, um, you know, and so I think we're just going to have a fascinating discussion here today. And first thing, so, uh, you know, the question I asked you, let's, let's get a little bit about where you came from. So you said that you were, you're Taiwanese American, but you weren't raised in Taiwan and you weren't raised in America. No, I'm Taiwanese American. I was actually born and raised in Japan, went to Tai went back to Taiwan for college, and then went to graduate school in uh North Carolina. <laughs> oh wow. getting around. <laughs> wow. Okay. So let's go from the back forward. So wh okay. where'd you go to graduate school? Uh Chapel Hill. USC, Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill, Tar Heel. Yep. I won't hold that against you. I went to state, but uh <laughs> beautiful, wonderful, beautiful campus, very good school. And now Japan, mm -hmm. I mean, Japan's not exactly a normal place for you know, Chinese, Taiwanese to move to. It's not, Japan's not very popular. Well, as a matter of fact, but, you know, if you look at the Taiwanese uh, diaspora, um, really a lot of immigration um, happened in Japan and the United States, a lot of Taiwanese, because of what was happening around that time, uh, a lot of people, a lot of Taiwanese went to Japan and a lot of Taiwanese came to the United States as well. Probably in my parents' generation, more, more Taiwanese went, to, uh, went to, to Japan, more so than the United States. Um, okay. And, and, you know, it was because of the, the if you look at the modern history, uh, Chinese modern history, as well as the Taiwanese modern history, um, Japan was actually a place that a lot of uh, diaspora happened. Interesting. And, and, and for those that aren't following, what's diaspora? <laughs> so basically, there were a lot of Taiwanese were displaced and had to immigrate to different places um, in 
Japan and America were the the a lot of destination were for a lot of Taiwanese were those two two countries, especially Japan, actually. Really? Now, what, yeah. what, what part of Japan did you live in? Yokohama. Yokohama. Which is a big, big port city, as well as a big American um, uh, Navy town. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, up in the Tokyo area. Okay. Oh. Very, very nice. And so then you moved back uh, to go to university in, in Taiwan. In Taiwan. Okay. Wow. And what did you study? I was in Western language literature, which I'm a little bit embarrassed to say, because when I was in Japan, I went to international school. It was a French missionary school, but it was a, a, a English-based, um, you know, school. So my English was more proficient than normal Taiwanese students, and so I picked the easy way out in terms of selecting a major that I thought I could cruise. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. And so then you, you went to graduate school in Chapel Hill and now you're in LA. Yes. Yes. So, so graduate school at Chapel Hill actually took me career wise to New York. And I worked in New York for a management consulting firm for a while and then got recruited by a client uh, and moved to, to Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. And you said that your your business started as kind of a, a, a fluke. So the venture capital company that I was working for, which was the client, which was a Japanese client, um, it, it's going to be a long story, but I'm going to make it very short. So we had this opportunity in terms of, uh, we basically were having dinner with one of the lawyers for an airline company. And that airline just bought a route to Asia um, and they had the most robust route to Asia. And then we, we were having a good time. It was a social dinner. And then the CEO of that airline said, we don't have Asians on our airplane. Why do you think there are no Asian passengers on our airplane? We have the best route. I've had, it was a social, I mean, you know, I was drinking too much maybe. And I just said, that's because your service really sucks. <laughs> no Asian passengers will take your airplane because the food sucks. The service is bad, blah, 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 blah. End of story. Dinner ended. Three weeks later, I get a call from their CMO. And he says, I heard you had some opinion about our airline. And of course, at that time, I was already sober. So I just kind of dialed back and said, oh, no, 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 that's not what I meant. But for some reason, the CMO thought I was working for an advertising agency. And then he said, no, 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 we want you to come and tell us what to do. Huh. And so I went to talk to our my boss, the owner of, of the management, well, a venture capital management consulting firm. And, and I said, hey, there's this opportunity. What do you think we should do? He said, he's an entrepreneur himself. So he said, oh, you should just go and pitch it. So we went to pitch the account and got the account. 
So it was all accidental in terms of, okay, we now have a business. Let's set ourselves up for um, as an advertising agency. So very, very accidental um, in some ways, but an opportunity, a great opportunity just really dropped on our lap, you know, on, on, on us. So. I, I mean, that's just amazing. You know, it's obviously tough thing to teach in business school, you know, go out to an event, get drunk and say something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. It could have gone the other way, but I think, you know, and, and Craig, I know that you say this a lot of times is that, you know, you have to be lucky in, in to be successful in business. Uh, but we, basically, I also tell people that, but don't squander that luck. When that luck presents itself, you just have to take it and run with it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, really tough you know because sometimes our our minds are a little bit closed to the opportunities mm -hmm. that are they're laid mm -hmm. before us mm -hmm. and, and, and we also we also kind of self-constrain ourselves because I, I I never worked for an advertising agency so under normal circumstances I think I would have thought that I have no experience whatsoever maybe this is not the route to take it but, you know, I was naive in a sense that I thought, well, we could do this. We'll figure it out. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. And so then what was the path beyond there? What? Um, so you got started, you started we your got this, we, we Yes, we got this really a very prestigious um, airline uh, business, which, you know, the airline doesn't exist anymore. As you know, it went, you know, the airline business went through so many of these mergers and acquisitions. So the brand doesn't exist anymore. And then we had it for a while. And then their agency, their, their so-called general market agency reached out to us and said, we have a telecommunication company that wants to target the Asian American market. Would you be interested in helping us? And so basically that they introduced us to this telecommunication company that started with a small, um, small budget. And in three years, so in essence, what happened was we went from being a $500,000 uh, sales company. In, in three years, we became $5 million because of this, this snowball effect. Um, uh -huh. Airline company introducing us to telecommunication company. And those two, uh, those two industry at that time had big budgets. So again, I think we just took advantage of the opportunities that were presented to us and then run with it. Wow. And so you were you were telling me the you know the agency grow. I mean the story we all love to hear is things just grew, 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 grew and life was good. But that's not the truth. No, no. So we were in some ways in our space, we were, we were, you know, we were celebrating success. And then one day we, 
we had a little bit of difference in terms of tele the telecommunication brand, not wanting to focus on the brand. They were very tactical in nature. And if you recall, those were the days that most of the telecommunication telephone companies were talking about 29 cents per minute to Japan, 19 cents to Taiwan, 25 cents to Korea. So that was basically the, the, the focus. And we, we really had some disagreement in terms of talking to the client and saying that brand is still very, very important in this community. Yes, uh, discounts are very important. Deals are very important. But in the end, branding is very, very important. And then I was young. I just said, I'm just going to resign the account because there weren't a lot of telephone companies, telephone brands at that time, and not many agencies with the telephone um, a telecommunication expertise. I thought that our phones will, will ring off the hook next day after we resigned. Yeah. It took us 10 years to get another telecommunication company back. Oh my 10 goodness. Years. 10 years. And then because of the fact that the, the, the brand, the, the telephone company that we resigned constituted such a big ratio of our business, we did, we basically for five years, we basically hired for this brand. We, we set up all the infrastructures to service this account, right? Mm -hmm. And then overnight, I said, well, we could get another one and resign. And we, we didn't get we didn't get another comparable account for 10 years. So it was tough. I think I was talking to you about that at the green room, but eventually we had to lay off people because most of the hiring and most of the infrastructure would were done for this particular brand that we had to start to lay off people. And I always did it on Fridays, Friday lunch. I took people out for Friday lunch and said, we have to let you go. It was almost one month of lunches laying people off. So mm -hmm. to this day at our company, when I casually say, oh, it's Friday, let's go out to lunch. You could tell that the, the paleness of their like the blood goes out of because they they've heard so much about these Friday lunches mm -hmm. that um, they thought something was going to happen. So to this day, I don't I don't invite anyone in the office for lunches on Friday. Um, oh, wow. So we it took us 10 years, but that also taught us another. It, it was really a lesson learned for me in terms of not as a company, not to really put everything, everything in one account, like the diversity of the portfolio of the healthiness of your business became very, very important to us. Yeah. So do you think, um, do you think there's a day coming when you can invite people to lunch again on Fridays? <laughs> Really, actually, I, I can now, uh, but it's almost like a running joke that, oh, my God, if she invites you to lunch on Fridays, it's not good. 
that we I just stopped doing that. I mean, it's, 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 it, it took us 10 years to get back a, a comparable account, but we, we, we really were able to start to diversify our portfolio in terms of getting more industry uh, clients and accounts. So we became much healthier as a company in terms of how we look at uh, how we manage uh, client businesses. Oh, that's, that's, that's good. That's encouraging. So, <laughs> so um, I mean, if you could go back, if you could go back in time when you resigned that account, would you, mm -hmm. with what you know now, would you still resign that account or would you have held on to it? You know, it's easy to say it now, but that the one month that I was having lunches on Fridays, I probably didn't think so. But now looking back and like you said, knowing what we know now, I think I would have. I think it wouldn't have been healthy to, I, I don't think, in, in some ways, I think that we would have lost that account one way or the other. Um, and we would we would have been equally unprepared. So yeah. it it was it it turned out to be a good thing. Yeah, and that's I I don't know if I'd want to wait 10 years to learn that lesson. I mean, I think that's a good <laughs> no, lesson. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. But we were lucky in a sense that during that 10 years, even though we didn't get the same um comparable account in that industry, we were able to get all most of the top three industry like finance, finance, automotive, we were able to uh, uh, we were able to have partnership with the top one of one of the top three brands in those industries, and I think that it was probably because we were we were really hungry mm -hmm. uh, in terms of um, getting getting back on our feet. Yeah. So, you know, obviously there was the popular TV show, uh, Mad Men, you know, where mm -hmm. Don Draper looks <laughs> like he's passing a kidney stone and then comes out with this magical idea uh, that saves the company. So from your perspective, mm -hmm. is life like Mad Men or is it different? No, the Mad Men is very, you know, I think a lot of my agency friends, um, gets triggered when they watch Mad Men, much like a lot of restaurateurs get triggered watching bears. Um, it's, it's very similar in terms of how campaigns are developed and, and the internal conflict that sometimes you face. And sometimes you, you, you're not as lucky as we are with our clients in terms of partnership. I, I think the world has changed, advertising world has changed quite a bit. You know, to, to be truthful now, the touch point that you can reach the consumers are so, and you know this, is that it's it's not just TV, it's not just print, it's it's everything, every touch point, the events, the 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 digital, the social, and, and the, the holistic way of looking at a brand that even the clients are looking at agencies in a different way. Yeah. So what do you think, 
um, the future holds. And let me let me narrow that down a little bit. Uh, you know, there's what there's a lot of debate about what's going on in the economy right now. But I think what is not debate is is a lot of people are scared, mm-hmm. and so as a business owner that's facing this economy, what are you doing, and what would be your advice to others? It's so interesting because the last couple of, well, I would say last several months, people have been asking about recession. Um, You know, being an entrepreneur and Craig, I know that you feel the same way as well, is that that we're constantly on recession exercise mode. I mean, I think in the 30 years that we have been in business, there has never been a year that we haven't been in that exercise mode that recession is going to come. Even even in the best of times, you know, advertising business is such a volatile business that that we have to really look at businesses in a different way. And I think that when I talk about diversifying a portfolio, it's not just looking at the advertising business. Uh, as you mentioned um, in the introduction, we have Intertrend Communication, which is an advertising agency, but you know, it, it is one that is deep rooted passion for uplifting the Asian American community and the community that we were in. And from that very core, build on that passion, we started an imprint, uh, Intertrend Imprint Lab, which is a venture incubator, um, which is supportive hub that spots, backs, and mentors creative startups. And so that's kind of diversifying your portfolio so that we're not. As a company, we're not relying solely on the advertising business and then therefore solely on our our client business. Um, And and that's probably stems from the fear that you mentioned is that we can't just be looking at our business as an advertising agency. We have to really diversify our portfolio as well. Well, I like what you said there where you're constantly having to live, you know, as if a recession is about to come. And that and that is that keeps you sharp. That keeps you on point. And unfortunately, I think a lot of businesses have they've they've ever enjoyed the benefits of a an economy that's grown strongly for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be an interesting path forward. Well, Julie, this has just been absolutely fascinating. What an amazing journey you've taken and um, just how you've taken you know, that little bit of luck, but grit and, and determination. Uh, thank you for sharing your lessons here on Leaders and Legacies. How can people reach you if they want to reach out to you? Well, they can, um, they can definitely reach me through our website, intertrend.com um, and if 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 someone reaches me through that that website, they will def it will definitely come to me. Okay, well, I hope they do. And uh, thank you again for being. Thank on you. Today. Really enjoyed talking with you. This is Craig Andrews. I want to thank you for listening to the Leaders and Legacies podcast. We're looking for leaders to share how they're making an impact beyond themselves. If that's you, please go to alliesforme.com slash guest and sign up there. 
If you got something out of this interview, we would love you to share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on social media and let them know about the show, including the hashtag Leaders and Legacies. I love seeing your posts and suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss anything, please go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to my team. If you want to know more, please go to alliesforme.com or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.